When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jason, you and uh, Jalen obviously had a high scoring night tonight, and that's pretty much been routine. When did you know that you guys had something as a duo? It's, just, it's been a long time coming. Talk about it, you know, pretty often. I mean, we've had our good times and, and, and not so good times. Um, but I think those are just growing pains. All right, we just both 19-year-old kids that came into the league, uh, you know, hungry and trying to get better and trying to help our team win. And, uh, you know, through that, we've had to, you know, learn to play in this league, learn how to play with each other, learn how to lead a team. I feel like we're still a long way from ultimately where exactly we want to be. You know, we've made amazing strides, I think, you know, from the beginning. And uh, we've still got a long way to go, you know, because, you know, it's not done until, you know, we won a championship. All right, another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast. I'm Joseph Pavone. Sean Dutra's here. Joel Pavone's here. You Celtics fans, you can think some uh, a couple of Celtics legends for that beatdown that happened in Boston against the Brooklyn Nets. You can you can count Paul Pierce. You can count Kevin Garnett, and you can whatever that conversation he, they they had with, with with Tatum Brown and even Marcus, even though Marcus didn't play. It made a difference, all right? So you can count them in on that win, all right? They they helped the Celtics win that. And hopefully it, it, it's going to lead to a to a long winning streak. Hopefully it'll lead to this type of dominance. I don't know if it'll happen every single game, but, man, this team, I mean, that was they, they would do for something like that, right, for that type of performance. And, of course, Celtics fans enjoyed it against Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. They won 39-96 beatdown. Tatum and Brown. Went seven for twelve from behind the arc, man. Just incredible. I mean, most teams would be happy if that happens for the for the team, but for these two guys to do it on their own, and, and for them to be sitting in the uh, on, on the bench watching the, the team put the finishing touches in the fourth quarter, I mean, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, that that's the type of performance that we haven't seen from the Celtics in, in quite some time. So they they needed that. That one was that one was was, was long overdue. Yeah, seven of twelve, not combined, each. Like each, <laughs> right? Like, Both of them killed it. Both of them killed it. Fourteen for twenty-four. Killed it. Yes, thank you, Sean. Thank you for the math. That was waiting for somebody to add those two things up. <laughs> but hey, they call me the calculator. The dope thing about that this particular win is that it happened after a sort of a long layoff, right? Because that was kind of that's kind of been the knock on the Celtics this year, right? They play better in back-to-backs. They play better after like just a day off. But, you know, two or three days off and then it's like, you know, they forget how to play basketball sometimes. So 
to for the this to to happen against the the Nets for the what the tenth straight time. That's exactly what they needed after you know a close call with the Lakers, the controversial you know well, win, whatever you want to call it. Right, well, Joel, I, right. I also I also think that like they they lost those three games in a row. I mean that was a that was a tough little stretch for the Celtics right there. When you you lose to the Magic, the Heat tightly contested game should have won that game. You also probably should have won the Knicks game, but you had three losses that basically were tough to swallow in a row. I th- they've had one three game losing streak already. Yeah, poor poor late game execution. Yeah, we talked about it last episode, and we yep. just, yeah, so yeah. But like, but like being able to bounce back against your rival, you get the you, you get the call, which I feel like was the first call ever to go against LeBron James, which is why he's but it, but, that, but, that, he but that's just it though. Like, uh, all right, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll 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 get into that, but like. It, you still had five more minutes to decide the game, right? It wasn't like that was a good game, though. I, I will say this: is like that was a really good game because I feel like the Lakers were super motivated to come here and win, and the Celtics were able to stand up to them. And then, yes, I mean, did you get a did you get a favorable call? Yes, but then what did they do? They went into overtime, and how many times do you feel like we've gotten into overtime this year and we've sort of lost our thunder? I well, mean, the Celtics haven't been good in overtime. They've gone fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the losses that we've had. The Celtics, what? How many losses did two, the Celtics have this year? Two to two to, two to Cleveland, right? And overtime. About six overtime losses this year. I would, I would, I, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I think it's been about six. Two to Cleveland, the Knicks. Um, I want to say Chicago, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yep. Chicago. Yep. Two to Chicago. Yep, two. Okay. But like, did any of those go to overtime? I'm just I'm trying to think of like the overtime oh, like, yeah, losses. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Heat, we've lost two to the Heat, or one to the Heat in overtime. One of the okay, there you go. So yeah, they, for the most part, they haven't been good in overtime games. Lost to the Cavaliers in overtime. Cavaliers in overtime. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's been about f- at least four to five games that they've lost out of the 15 losses that have went to overtime. So that's something that you should hang your hat on. But then like. Hey, you you actually get a favorable call and you're able to withstand that and now beat a very motivated team in overtime. That felt really good. And then to double down on that, and if you're going to talk about the two biggest rivals to the Celtics right now, it's probably the like just rivals from like a fan's perspective. It's the Lakers and Nets, and you got them back to back, and you're able to win both of those games. Those are those are those are sweet. And um, to get to Sway's point about playing with a little bit of like uh, a little bit of rest and keeping that momentum going that's what they're going to be doing all week this week because it's it's the first like week all year where they have literally three games that's it three games in a week three games in seven days they haven't had that since preseason bro like that hasn't happened all year yeah it's been a while yeah it's been, it's been a long time it's been a long time again like this is overdue i, I just I think we we can all agree with that. I, I just we weren't sure that we were going to see it against the Brooklyn Nets, but man, once we did see it, once we were like halfway through it, didn't you think to yourself, like, man, the gap is big between Boston and Brooklyn. Like, obviously, without Durant, that's maybe for some people that's stating the obvious, but like, the Celtics took the life out of these guys. Like by the second quarter, it was like they were just like, oh well, we lost this game, and I get it. You know, when a team, any team in the NBA is shooting lights out like that from behind the yard, it, it's easy to feel that way. But just their body language, the direction, you just saw them completely fold. I mean, there was very little executing going on. I mean, 
Yeah, they Kyrie finished with. I mean, Kyrie scored, but what did he finish with? Four assists? I mean, it was like dribble, 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 you know, into a corner, a couple passes, and get a shot off. But it's like, man, guys like that, just they're not in position to, to, to just go off because they're down by 20-plus points, you know? And it, it showed in a big way, especially when the Celtics were able to capitalize off those losses. And you know what? Back the other way, you know? You know what? Uh, you know what really spoke volumes to me was is obviously like I don't give two cents to whatever Kyrie says in the in the post game. But when oh, he no, said something good there, when he good. said in the post game of like, "Hey, we were just a team that was in the way of them accomplishing what they want to do." I love and that. Like he, and then he goes like, "Hey, we can't be that team." But like, yeah. there that is the way. Like that that to me speaks volumes about the Celtics and the way they're handling it. And also, dude, I think that straight up comes from the fact that they talked to Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and they spoke to them and been like, yo, we've been the team that's been on top that tried to get back again. And you got to have that type of attitude of like anybody standing in our way to accomplish our goal needs to be eliminated. And, like, the way they were able to come out that night and, like, say what you want about Durant not playing. The Nets have been playing fine without Durant since Durant's been out. Like, they have – they they stumbled and they've been playing well. Eh, it's about it's about 500 ball, but – But but, the, but they've been able to – they've no, been able right, to beat some right. good teams across the way. But another thing that I that I want to I want to take away from, from Paul Pierce and Garnett going to visit, you know, the Celtics practice or whatever, why don't they do that more often? Like – well, Paul, Paul always said that when he was playing. Have, because they have lives. Yeah. No, no, it's not even that. It's not even that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that they got to go like every, like, I don't know. Like, this is the first time since they've been, since they got traded, that they both showed up. Like, Paul's come like well, once why, or twice. Why were they there? Why were they there? They were there for the filming. They were filming, you know, an episode of, of, of KG Certified. That's the only reason they were there. You know why? Who's, who's sponsored by Bet MGM right now? I don't know. Yeah. Kevin Garnett and guess Kevin what just Garnett. happened? Sports gambling just became legal. Well, okay, okay, so all right, okay, so then it, it just happened to, to to fit right into this because and Paul, Paul's got his weed shit going on, so they're here. Like, okay, I see no. what you're saying. Why aren't they both here more often? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But like, they came. Here. But the timing of it, other than you know the promoting of whatever they got going on, like Paul Pierce has, has said this, and it was fairly recent that I heard him say is on on the on the same show. The Celtics can't get bored with the process, right? right. And yeah. that was kind of hey, what we were seeing. He said that. He said that in my interview, man. I got you to catch up with Paul over the weekend, man. And yeah, that's exactly what hey, I mean. yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he. I'm sure he. Re- he relayed that same type of sentiment to the team, and, but in a, he, he must have expounded on it in a big way. So, yeah, but that's yeah. what we were talking about with Christian last week. Like, like, is, are they bored? Are they? You know, they they're they're just taking some of these teams lightly. You know they can't beat Orlando for whatever reason, but for them to come out and they, you know, they they beat LA, but it, it took overtime to do it, and you know, and and that game in particular, like you know, for for whatever reason, the, I felt like the crowd wasn't really into it until it got late in the, late in regulation and obviously into overtime and all that, all the stuff that's surrounding that. But for them to come out from jump against the Nets, whether they were with Durant or not, because. You know, there's other guys that were out as well. Um, uh, TJ Warren, who's been who's been big for them since he's been back, is uh, he was out. Uh, obviously, you know we don't know when when Durant's going to be back, but like this team, the Nets, they don't play defense. Like Joe Harris, as great of a shooter as he is, and he and he hasn't you know been scoring as much as he has usually in the in the past. 
How many times did he get crossed up by Tatum or whoever? Yo, and, who was dude? Who was that dude? Sharp? Did you see that play when Sharp? Oh yeah, the, the out of bounds play when Sharp was wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst defensive play I've ever seen. He's a, when 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 Horford sh- when Horford shot it and it goes in. That's when Sharp was like, "Wait, what just happened right now? Like, where's this ball going to come in? When who's going to inbound this ball right now?" Like, I, I literally had to rewind it four or five times to believe <laughs> that I was actually watching an NBA game because that was that was that was literally the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. So just just like you know, one of the examples of like how not just dominant Brown and Tatum can be in at the same time, but like. The overall depth, right? We talk about that all the time. We bring that word up a lot. Smart's out. Smart's been out for five straight games, but the miss is six. But for the most part, this team was on, you know, on all cylinders as the last two oh. games, especially against the Nets. So I'm glad you brought that up because my biggest takeaway is like, okay, this team is going to have to adjust to adversity, however way it it, it forms over the regular season, right? And like Last episode, we were talking about like, hey, Marcus Smart is out. That's a big loss. Like, that's why we're losing, blah, 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 blah. We would go harping on it. And then you, they find ways to fill the gap, to continue on the way they're playing. And like, I think, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to Joe Mazzula for like trying to like mess the minutes up and, and figure out how we're going to make up for Marcus Smart. But at the same time, like my, my biggest thing is like, okay, you may have beaten these two teams, but now this better turn into another seven or eight game winning streak. Cause if it doesn't, then you got Philly harping on your, harping on your, 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 your coattails right now. And you got Milwaukee playing really good basketball. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams in the East and Brooklyn, like even Brooklyn, like there's a lot Miami, um, Miami and Cleveland outside of, uh, t- well, tonight they made a statement game against the frigging Grizzlies. Like there's a lot of teams that are coming at the Celtics and like, they need to they need to keep this up. Like this is something that needs to be sustainable, and they can't go on a three game losing streak. Like, th- like there's four or five games before the All Star break. They need to be winning in all these games before the All Star break, man. Like, and that that like it's a pivotal spot right now for the Celtics. All right, well, Ducha, when we uh when we transition to to Gia's segment, man, when we uh, look ahead, let me let's go through the teams here. Let's see what they have on what, what they have on tap here. Okay, and, and obviously, uh, not. Not not playing with Marcus Smart is, is going to continue to run its course. I mean, we don't know if it's going to go straight to the All Star break. There's a good chance that it will, but um, to see this team win a couple of games without him, I, I think there's something to be said about that for sure. Before we get into looking ahead, we got to talk about LeBron James spazzing the fuck out because that- I've never seen anyone. I was uncomfortable, man. Like I've never seen any player do that something like that before. No. That was a grown ass man throwing a grown ass man tantrum. If I've ever seen one. Oh man, I thought he was gonna start like rolling on the floor like kids do. Yo, and like, I was uh, and I was like 100 percent sure. All right, yo, this dude is gonna get teed up. There's gonna be text being thrown everywhere. And the only time there was a tech was because of fucking Pat Bev and his and his antics with taking someone's camera and be like, yo, look, this is a fucking which I thought you know he was not gonna throw out for that. You know, that even, was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> even even <laughs> Mike, but who showed him that? I'm sure the cameraman was like, hey, look at this. Man. No, no, he, no, he probably was like, let me see. Yo, does anybody, did, did anybody see that last player? Some type of shit like that. Like, let me see that. Fucking takes the camera over and does what he did, what he did. But even, even, uh, even Van Gundy and, and, and Breen were like, yo, he should have been thrown out for that. That's just, there's no place for the NBA for, 
you know, that's the funniest. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've ever. That that to me, I I'm like, yo, I I I, uh, I was really speechless like when Bev. I seen that. I really like Pat Bev. <laughs> like that that is the type of entertainment that I'm trying to tune into. Man. You know what I mean? Marcus did that. Some fans would have loved that shit. <laughs> yeah, if Marcus did that, he probably would have been tossed. No, no, the camera thing? Yeah, I think he would have been tossed uh, if that was Marcus Jones. I don't think so. I if think Marcus so. did what LeBron did, he would have been tossed. But, yeah. but, but you know what? You know what? You know what happened? Or at least a, a, a technical foul at best. Like, maybe Marcus doesn't get tossed, but Marcus would have easily got, earned himself another technical foul to lead the league. Like, I swear, I swear, I can, if, if you want to see, I got to get Jordan a LeBron James jersey and let him sit on the couch, play the switch, and I'm just going to take the switch away from him. And then he's going to have that same reaction, bro. The same reaction that LeBron James had. He's going to be pounding a the grown, A grown-ass no, man. No, no, no. Yo, that was, that was literally – that was my favorite part of the season to date. It was seeing LeBron James cry like a little baby. Because you know why? There has been so many calls – Against every single player in the NBA over the course of the 20 goddamn years that LeBron's has been in the league, the first time he's ever got a call taken against him. This is the first time right. he's ever been had a case, ever had a call no, no. that has gone against him. And you, know, and you, know, and you know what, too, Sean? You know what? Ever since then, the Lakers are on like a campaign, an anti-referee, yeah. the NBA's against us campaign. Yeah, even, yep. even their coach. even Yeah, even... Darvin Hammond's like, oh, the best player in the league can't get a call. It's like, yo, dude, have you been watching him for 20 years? Like, he's but, he, like, he, there's how many calls that, that, how many bad calls has favored him? There's been a campaign before that game, too. LeBron, before that game, because I remember the announcers were talking about it, and they were saying that how LeBron was like, yo, how am I going to break Kareem's record and I can't get a foul? Like, how, how is that? Uh, like, that, they were talking about that in the game. So they've been, they've been, They've been talking about that all year on the Lakers side, and it just was such poetic justice. Because you know what? The first thing that I thought about when I thought about just, like, how many times has LeBron's teams gotten calls over the Celtics? You know who was vindicated in that one moment? Like, not vindicated, but, like, uh, you see what I'm saying? It's like when Rondo got his arm ripped off by Dwayne Wade in game fucking six of a mm. game. Uh, what was that? Game seven, game six, game no. of the 2012 Eastern Conference Finals. No, nah, that was that, that, that was not. That was that was the year before. The year before. Okay, yeah. when 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 Dwayne Wade ripped Rondo's arm off the socket as he was playing his best game of his career. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't do nothing about it, right? And we were all sitting there smashing stuff, and it's like, yo, <laughs> LeBron, listen, listen, LeBron. I'll I'll tell you this. You got to take some of your own medicine, and you're in year 20. But guess what? When he gets into the playoffs, he's not going to have to worry about that shit, bro. That's the yeah. thing that pisses me off most about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if, what would be similar to that is you're talking – there was a Rondo play in, in the 2012 Eastern Conference Finals where he, his face got raked by by uh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm talking about. It wait, went to wait, it went to over, it went to overtime. That was like Rondo's best game ever. Pierce fouled out, and they Rondo lost that game. Forty four points. Yep, they lost that game. They didn't call that that, that foul. Yeah. So, like I said, he's had so many calls, non calls, or or missed calls, whatever, go in his favor. You got to consider the fact that it shit evens out. You know what? You know what I like to think of it too. 
it's sort of like the passing of the torch of like, yo, listen, listen, LeBron, if you did that to Tatum three years ago, they wouldn't call that shit on you. But now Tatum does that to you and Tatum's the better player. And guess what? It, it was it a foul. Yes, it was definitely a fucking foul. And, and just like, but like, you know what? They it, took us, just, it took us like 20 minutes to admit that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, but... But you know what? Oh no, it was a foul. It was a clear foul. No one's saying yeah, it. It wasn't. Just, a, it wasn't just, a foul. But like he act like he got his arm taken off. You you would have thought someone shot him while he was oh, in the air. Oh, dude, dude. I I, I swear. Talk about what Chandler uh, Parsons said. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> he goes, Joe. Have you have you heard it? I I saw it, but I don't I don't have it in front of me. What did he say? Right, he goes. Chandler Parsons tweeted after the game. He goes, Yo. I have a French bulldog. Oh, they would have killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and the if he man. got run over by a car in front of me, <laughs> I wouldn't have reacted that bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, if the mailman run him over in front of me, I would have. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see yeah, that. No, but then, and then, then somebody, somebody tweeted out after. I think it was like Java Ran or something. It was like, yo, this dude doesn't love his dog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> Animal about, cruelty? <laughs> how about the fact that this dude's just going to watch his dog and be like, oh, okay, it's time to get another dog. He says, it's time to get another dog. <laughs> That's just wild. But you know what? I, I mean, I'm, I just wanted to pause so we could talk about that because that, that uh, my, my, my feelings of a Celtics fan hasn't been like that warm in a very long time. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it was like Jason Tatum putting up 46 against the Bucks to clinch the fucking, the clinch the, the finals run. And then, then now LeBron James getting fouled and crying like a little baby. Yeah, but he, like but the, he acts like, and the rest of the Lakers act like, because even after they, <laughs> even after they beat you know the Knicks in overtime, I also went to overtime, you know, a couple games later, and and someone asked him like, what was the difference between Boston and New York? Like, oh well, you know, that goes without saying. That's self-explanatory. The refs decided that game. No, it didn't, bro. It went to overtime. Yeah. You had five more minutes to try to win the fucking game. And the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers. Yeah. Like, Last so time they, I checked, overtime means uh, the score is high. Score is tied. Also, the Lakers, the Lakers, like the Celtics back like, in. It's like, it's like, oh, let's just stop playing because you know that should have that shouldn't have gone to overtime. It's like, right. The Lakers let the Celtics way back in that game, and that's another good thing about the Celtics is being being able to wild back. And also, too, I did a little research. The Celtics are two and six in overtime this year. Two out of six. I would have thought four and four. That's why I said fifty-fifty. No, they're two and they're two and four, so two out of six. You know the only two games they've won in overtime. Lakers, Lakers kid. Lakers and Lakers. That's the only two teams they've beaten overtime this year. Is the Lakers? So that's something to be said about that. So gotta love it. Sweep the series, and now we're moving on. So, so looking ahead, we're looking ahead now. We we now fully looking ahead. And there's not going to be any temper tantrums on this podcast that I know of until Joel tells me that uh, somebody died that I love randomly out of nowhere. And in case you missed it, let's have no, no, no deaths, no deaths. All right, good. So we got um, tonight, it's the Celtics and the Phoenix Suns. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, didn't we already look ahead to this game? Yes, we did. So, Sean is automatically right by saying 3-0, and even what happens tonight, because that was part of the last podcast. So we'll just put it that way. Um, but that is the end of Wivalry Week. To officially end Wivalry Week. We, yeah, you're a virgin, apparently, because that should end last week. No, I mean, if you're going to talk about Wivalry Week, it's a Knicks-Lakers-Nets 
Sons, come on! Why will we meet? Come on! So now it's just the Celtics doing it, so not the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now well, yeah, the, the, sun, NBA the, sun, the Celtics, the Celtics have 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 two Wiley weeks, and the rest of the NBA was, won. And and shout out, shout out to the listeners because we got a lot of Wiley week uh, comments, responses, <laughs> and comments back. And you know what? At least a few. If there's ever a misstep that I ever enjoyed doing, it was saying Wiley week because I've been. Dropping my R's and putting in W's all fucking week, man. It's been great. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to turn it off. It's gonna be funny. No, once 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 it sticks, man, you can't turn it off. And I hope everyone else is like going to going to work and being like, "Hey, uh, do we do we need to take a white here or what? You know? How do I get how do I get to the how do I get to the wiver? Do I take a white or what? You know? <laughs> the wiver. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Celtics Suns. That is going to be a game that happens tonight in Boston. Man, what a mess! Real quick, just about yeah. the Suns. Uh, the Suns mess. If, 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 if I can, if I could think of the the perfect quick fix trade for any team in the NBA, it would be for the Suns. Like I think they would be the ones to benefit those type of like you know mid season or right before the deadline that type of deal where you get like a two, you get for like a two for one, and you get a couple pieces just sort of. Get you back on the right track. Like, they need something, man. Like this team is so far removed from the one that, that we made it to the finals couple years. All right, here's my trade. Here's my trade. I know they're gonna do the Crowder trade, and I think it's bullshit. That oh the, yeah, you that have to. The Milwaukee thing is like coming up, and like Milwaukee gets first dibs for some reason. Like that seems bullshit. But you know what? If I am the Phoenix Suns, I am looking to Miami. And I'm saying, yes. I'm yes. saying, okay, I I'm saying, I'm going to trade you Chris Paul for Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. I want that. That's not what I thought you were going to say. No, <laughs> Jesus. No, Chris. Why Paul, are you so dramatic, man? What's wrong with you? No, <laughs> the I'm whole thing is about Chris Paul. Why? Why would they trade him? No, I want to trade. I'm going to trade Chris Paul, and I'm going to get Tyler Hero and and Kyle Lowry, who's doing nothing this year, and maybe like a first round draft pick, and maybe you throw in like a. Whatever, but like you can, you got to trade Chris Paul to get better, or Devin Booker is gonna leave in two years. Because if you continue to, on the way you're going and you don't get better, and you hope that Chris Paul and Devin Booker are gonna work out, which which newsflash, they're not gonna work out this year. Like this is not the year that they're gonna make anything. The next year is gonna be the last year of Chris Paul, and what? And last year Devin Booker on a contract. Like what are you gonna do? You don't have the opportunity to not. To hope that Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton work out. So whether it's uh, a Chris Paul trade or I don't think they're going to trade Ayton because they just signed his ass. Like, nah, you got to put you got to put together the other guys. The reason why I, I didn't go Bridges or Cam Johnson is because I feel like that's what makes that team like the Bridges, Ayton, Johnson, and Booker four are really solid when they're all playing together. And then who is the point guard? I mean, let's say you plug in, uh, let's say you make that trade with Miami and you get Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero, and then you're you're now looking at, you know, Cam Johnson coming off your bench and you start Booker and Hero and, and, and you have a le- legitimate lineup in the West that the West isn't that strong. You get two players like that, you're probably feeling pretty good. Miami's looking at it like we need a player to to match with Bam, uh, Bam, Jimmy Butler, and um, 
and, and, and you insert Chris Paul there, I mean, that's not bad for both teams. I think that's the way you look at it, but that's just me. I don't know. Nah, Paul, Paul know. has been, you know, injured almost the whole season. Jimmy Butler's been in and out of the lineup in Miami. So, yeah, let's just grab another injury-prone player and see how far they're going to get. Like, Miami wouldn't do that. Miami would do it because Miami needs And Tyler to. Hero? Like, they're, you know how obsessed they are with Tyler Hero? Like, no. My, uh, dude, I think they're obsessed with Tyler Hero, but I think they also know the ceiling of Tyler Hero. And if you can get, like, two first-round picks in Chris Paul for – because Suns still got mad first-round picks. And they just gave him an extension. Great. Like, I, yes. I, I don't know. Say what you will. I think that there's an opportunity for both teams that are sort of in the struggling – the Heat are in what? The sixth spot right now or in the seventh spot after they lost the other night? Um, the Suns are obviously in the Western Conference that are that are dwindling. Like, they need to – both of those teams need to make a move. And outside of the Raptors with Fred Van Fleet, what other point guard is actually going to move at the deadline that's going to be, like, really making a team better? Well, if I'm Phoenix, I'm trying to call one of these teams that are, like, sort of like, uh, we're not trying to break things up, but – if you give us a good offer, maybe we'll consider it. You know, maybe the team like the Bulls. But I don't know. The Bulls might be out of their out of their reach, so to speak, right? Because I, they're not going to take uh, Chris Paul. You're not going to trade Booker. So maybe you're looking for guys like off the bench. I mean, not guys off the bench, but just like one of those guys that can become your third best player, third or fourth best player. You could package guys like Sarage and Payne and Johnson. No one's taking those motherfuckers, though, bro. See, that's, that's the thing. You gotta you gotta make it pretty with some with some first future first. Again, this is a you gotta, that you gotta find that gonna bring in an all star. He's gonna bring you gotta in... give up on Chris Paul. That's son. Son's gotta give up on Chris Paul. I think the league has given up on Chris Paul, so that's a thing. Like, I don't... No, no, but if there's a, if there's <laughs> yes, a team, yes, absolutely. All right, if there's a team, if there's a team, and this is maybe the hero thing is whatever, right? But if you're like the Heat and you can get Chris Paul for Kyle Lowry and I don't know, pick up other player off the a rotational player. What about Chicago? Would Chicago do it? So Chicago, Chicago, I feel like is is in is sort of in Selmo, bro. I feel like they're just like yo. That's the, those are one of the teams, in my opinion. I mean, but they're not going to take Chris gonna, Paul. They're not going to take. You can't trade. Ball. You can't trade Ball. Bro. That's the thing. They're, they're in a jam. But they'll trade if 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 Aiton, if they want to trade Aiton, they could get a DeRozan probably back for Aiton. I think they could easily do that. And it, they, I mean, the, the Suns have literally no backup big man to Aiden, so that's a, <laughs> that's a little bit of a problem. But if you trade, or or if you want to get a Vucevic for Aiden, I don't know, maybe that's the thing they do. But there's a lot of there's there's options there. But the Suns Dude, are probably, terrible trades. Know, the team right? is doing these trades. <laughs> no, but I'm really Suns, I'm really mad you've done this, Sean. Like I just wanted to look ahead. Suns need to blow it up. Suns need to absolutely blow it up. That's what I'm trying to get at. All right, who's next? All right, we got Tim Tunis hopping on the line. Tim, what do you think about this? <laughs> he would hate all these dreams. Yeah. No, if I said you can get Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero for Chris Paul and two first round picks, he would do that in a fucking heartbeat, bro. Well, Miami would laugh in your face. Two first round picks? Yeah, you make it sound team? like the race is just like give up on the season, man. Yeah. If, was, if that was their mindset, yeah, you would do that. But No, but you just give, you get Chris Paul for the run that you're going to try to make with Bam and Jimmy. And you got all your role players that are all undrafted still. You keep. They're gonna be like, um, we'll just keep Kyle. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lowry sucks, though. All right. Anyways, yeah, he does. I agree. 
right. And, and that's Miami's biggest problem. So if you can upgrade him to Chris Paul and you get a rejuvenated Chris Paul for three months of the season and you can make a run with Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, and Bam Adebayo and all of the undrafted role players that have shown up there, maybe you got something. But if he was playing like if he was playing the way he was before, yeah, but I don't know, man. He can't, he can't even stay healthy. He can't even stay on the floor. Well, I think that's a, uh, that's another thing. If Miami has great doctors, you know. <laughs> All right, so that was a big, crazy spinoff of the Celtics versus Suns. Celtics by forty points in that game, uh, and then okay, we got Monday. Uh, Celtics for Celtics travel to Detroit. To play basketball, my favorite league pass team, the Detroit Pistons, who I really do think I will put a futures bet on to make the Eastern Conference Finals next year when they are the worst team in the league and get Wayne Nyamba, and then that team is going to be fire. But Pistons, you got you going to Detroit. I feel like anytime the Celtics go to Detroit, it's always a, a crapshoot. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, they've had games where they they just lost their lead. I yeah, the Alex worse. the Alec Burks of the world, and like the um, and then they'll just start going off. And back in the day when uh the Drummonds of the Drummond world, Drummond would have twenty seven rebounds, forty forty game against us, bro. Yeah, it always seems like that happens when we go to Detroit. So that'll be an interesting game to watch. Plus, I love uh, Jaden Ivey. I think is one of the most underrated oh, you like players that guy? in the league. Yep, I dude, I swear to God, he's. You been talking about him all. I know. I've been trying to tell people, but nobody wants to listen. Just saying, next year he's going to be an all star next year. I'll put that. I'll put that out there. He'll be an all star next year. I don't think that's true at all. But... All right, um, and then the biggest. I wonder game... what. Uh, I wonder what. <laughs> I wonder what Brunson thinks about that, bro. <laughs> out in New York, we got snubbed. <laughs> don't get me started, kid. Jalen Brunson, for me, Jalen Brunson is like. But I was gonna I, make it over. I feel like I drafted Jalen Brunson out of out of Villanova for for our, our fantasy team last year. We picked up Jalen Brunson in our thirty team fantasy league last year, and he was a stalwart in our lineup. And remember, we had a little bit of a discussion about it, and I was like, "You yeah. got to take Brunson." And you were like, "Yeah, I sort of like Brunson." I was like, "You got to take Brunson." I knew we needed to take Brunson. Man. Yeah, we're both on the same page on that one. But you know, you know who's missing Jalen Brunson right now? The uh, Mavericks. Uh, Luca. Luca. Who yes. is uh, Luca Doncic? Yes, uh, that would be the right the right question um, on Jeopardy. So, uh, who who is the son of a coach that you wish was on your team right now? Austin Rivers. Who is Austin Rivers? No, no. who is Jalen Brunson? <laughs> Anyways, we got Davis uh, and. But I, but but next year, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if the Pistons next year. I'm gonna. You heard it here first in the Causer Street podcast. The Pistons next year will make the playoffs. I guarantee that. I will guarantee that. And both of these are lies. Nope. Pistons playoffs next year. Trust are they going to be moving to the Western Conference? Nope. You're going to get a healthy. You're going to get a healthy Cade Cunningham. You're going to get a year or two of Jaden Ivey. You got Jalen Duran who is absolutely going to be growing into his body. The dude's 19 years old. Are they going to draft uh, Wimbayama? Is that what you see in the future? And when, when yes. How do you say his name? Wimbayama. Yeah, I, I cut off a syllable and I say Wimbayama. Yeah, you missed the other one. You know what's funny? When people just say the first name, so like, we're not even trying it. <laughs> what is it? When, when, what is it? How do you say it? 
Wimbayamba. Wimbayamba. Okay. So Wimbayamba, I think if watch the fuck out because if the Pistons get Wimbayamba, oh, they they were shocking. I give you that. I give you that. Yeah. If they get him, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. That's a big if. No, it's not. They're the worst team in the league. <laughs> they, they get the number one pick. Yo, t- talk to Danny Ainge about that. that, that really Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they have to really lock down that spot. I guess. When, when also, talk, when was the last time? Talk, when was the last time? Talk to the 76ers, too, when they, when the Pistons, they, when they had the, the first Pistons, pick. Oh, yeah. Talk to the 76ers, <laughs> who had the first pick now for three straight years, that Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Markel Fultz. Yeah, that'll talk about it. Yeah. How about Wait, they're worth in Charlotte now? Wow. When was when was the last time? When was the last time that Charlotte the Pistons? That when was the last time the Pistons had the number one pick? I remember Darko. That was number one. No, uh, Grant no. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Oh, that's right. Ninety six. Yeah, Darko was number. Darko was number two. And number they should have They should have went with Melo, but they decided to go Bro, with Darko. Easiest pick of all time. <laughs> pick the other guy. What the fuck is wrong with you? But. But I'm just saying the Pistons. It's, so, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Portland it's, with uh, Sam Bowie over Jordan. No, no, no. no. It's, like, it's like Portland uh, not picking Odin and going with, like, I don't even know. It's like, I'm Jerome just saying. Marito, you know, like, yeah, don't, don't, don't start with Joe Murray. It's like you didn't even pick the second person that everyone else would have picked. You just picked a whole other guy. In yeah. Who, if I'm not mistaken, was on. Very few like scouting reports that to be like a top ten pick. Like motherfuckers had this dude late, late first at best or top twenty at best. Listen, Joe Dumars knew what he was doing, all right? No, because because Darko was like what they thought was the best center, and he wasn't even the best center. But they was like, oh, we got we got draft for position. No, man, you draft for talent. I don't care. I don't care if you just won a championship, man. You always draft the best better, player, the best, especially player. when you suck, the best player. If you get a top five pick, you best draft the best player regardless of need. You don't have a need. That's Your true. need is the best player, and you can get rid of the player who fits a spot. But um, so you're agreeing with me. If the if the Pistons get Wen Bayamba, then they're making the playoffs next year. And I they're think that, yo, listen to this. I'm going to give. One minute on why the Pistons should be a must-watch for everybody. <laughs> why every team Celtics are playing against this week is like getting a full like <laughs> this is your life <laughs> by narrated by Sean Dujan. All right, just listen to this. Listen to this lineup, and this is the young players they got on this team: Jaden Ivey, who I think is going to be All Star next year; Cade Cunningham, who was the a Rookie of the Year; Jalen Durant, nineteen years old; Sadiq Bay, Causeway Street favorite. Um, Killian Hayes, backup point One guard. Backup point guard, the the best backup, the third string point guard in the league, and Isaiah Stewart, who beat up LeBron James, are all under twenty five years old on this team. And you put in way 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 Yamba, Yamba on this team, and he's instantly Jaden. Wembayamba and they got Bojan Bondanovic. They got the real Bondanovic on this team. Not the fake Bondanovic, the real Bondanovic. I forgot about Beast too. Yep. Yeah, they got some pieces. Alright, they got pieces, dog. So just don't don't fucking sleep on them. I just don't want to hear any disrespect of the Pistons anymore. Um uh, next game for the Celtics is probably the biggest game of the of the post the pre All-Star game run for the Celtics. Is number one versus number two. We got Celtics 76ers. Now, Joel Embiid has been on a fucking tear lately, and 
How did the Celtics slow Joel Embiid in this game? It is in Boston. It's on a Wednesday night at 7.30 on the 8th. How did the Celtics slow them down? The same way they've been doing it over the last couple of seasons? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The same way we've always been doing it. Wait, wait. This this isn't the second second leg of a back-to-back or anything, right? No, um, no, they got the. Okay, uh, so we're we're going to get the we're going to get the Al matchup. We're going to get the Al matchup with little Rob. Yeah, Rob and Al. Rob, by the way, was coming out probably like his best game of the season. Oh yeah, Rob looked amazing against Brooklyn, man. Talk, we talk about Rob. I mean, not talk about Rob. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Rob. Go ahead, talk about Rob, John. I just said it. He had the best game of the season so far since he's been back. You think it's the best game of the season? It's up there. It's up there for sure. I, I like how um, everyone was talking about his ceiling after the game and how uh, he's got no ceiling. Yo, Sean, I kept making the, uh, the little Wayne reference. During no the ceiling. You would have loved it. Yeah. No ceiling. But, yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I think the Celtics, um, especially the, the top-tier guys, They've been trying to get him more involved offensively, especially those bounce passes down low and backdoor cuts. There's always the law. That's always a that's always there for the for the you know for the taking. But I just like the Celtics incorporating him more often because when the defense is when opposing defenses close in, he's got that he's he's open. You know he's he's there and he's got the hands for those bounce passes. And he's got the the, the footwork to make space and and, and and go up with it. My only knock on Rob. At the time since he's since he's been back is uh he likes to turn around and start looking for another for someone to pass the ball to. It's like, oh man, you got that. You know, there's been so many plays where I feel like there's like literally no one in front of him, but he's got his back to the basket because he's looking for the right pass. Like, and look, I give him credit for a center. He's a pretty he's a darn good darn good passer. He's got great hands, but he can also finish with that. Like, don't be shy, Rob. Get involved, you know. But he's starting to do it. You know what I've noticed? He's getting there, he's getting there, he's getting there. He's got he's that, he's got that feet work. He's got that feet work. You know, we got it. You know what I've you know what I've he's noticed? This, this year, I think more than last year, is how active he is underneath the rim, offensively rebounding. Like, I feel like this year. See, that's the thing, though, John. I mean, and look, that's a good thing. But, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I just feel like he's just he, – he, his mindset is, is either offensive rebounding, you know, uh, grabbing boards, obviously, and looking for passes. And we're just like, man, we appreciate that. But sometimes I'm like, he's got to be in attack mode sometimes, especially in those situations. Like, I, I – I get it. Get those. Go grab that second chance opportunity. But go right up with it. You know, they'll just yeah. turn around and look for someone to pass the ball to. You. Or the or, I, or the tap the tap back. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, yeah. But I feel like like that's a good thing for him to do because when he came back this year, for remember the Celtics had the best offensive team in the league, and he was just trying to find his way into the lineup and being like, oh, I can't shoot, so I got to figure out a way to contribute. Plus, he was coming and off I, the bench too when he came back. I feel like though this this year he's been so active down there and it's and it's, it's been super beneficial to like I know you wanted to put it up so I but getting extra possessions for a great shooting team can't be undersold. No, I get it. I get it. I, again, I don't think it's something that these guys change his game for. I just think it's a more of a comfort thing. It's more of a uh, adapting because look, I mean, look at the offense. It, this isn't the same offense these guys were doing last year. It's a lot more free flowing. Guys just knowing what you're supposed to do, knowing, knowing where you're supposed to be. It's quick, you know. I, I feel like, um, well, because of his health, you know, not not being available every single game to, to, to continue to build that stride and get his fatigue back, it sort of set him back a bit. But he'll be all right. I just think him getting used to things, especially when you see him in the fourth quarter. I think he he kind of he dials it back a bit because he's, he's he's exhausted. It seems like going back back and forth, but obviously. 
uh, he left it all all out on the floor against the Nets because man, that, that that game was that game was over by the fourth quarter. I feel like when we're talking about Rob. I feel like he's not the type of player you're going to pass it into the low post and he's going to do anything down there. He doesn't have no low post moves. Like it's just not right. It's not. It's not in the low post though. I'm talking about like when you're attacking, the double team comes and he's going. He's always going to be underneath the basket with his hands. You know what I mean? Ready to go. Like those those little bounce passes, little shovel passes that Tatum does sometimes when he fakes his guy out and then they don't even know he's there. It's an easy layup or he goes to the free throw line. You know. Like I feel like Rob's been trained since he's been here to only catch the ball at his head. And put it up. Like if it's if it's a bounce pass, don't do that to Rob. He's gonna take it and flip it out. But like he's he's just been like ever since he's been here, ever since he's been a Celtic, it's been lob it to me or pass it up top so I can take it and, and shoot it real quick. Like he's not. Well, that's, mad, like, that's mad limited. That's like the op- think, it's like the opposite of like Perk. Perk, you had to bounce that ball to him. <laughs> when right. Yeah. right. And he wanted two dribbles before he shot. Yeah, that was exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. That, he, that, that, I think that is you can do a little bit of both. Honestly, yeah. I, I think that's how you maximize his offense. You know, especially when you when you're uh, when you're down some guys like Marcus, who's a big part of what you do on that. I think I think he looks at it. If he's down Marcus, he's like, okay, I need to get more rebounds because Marcus isn't going to up there for the rebounds. You know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. Right. Um, Friday it's the Hornets coming to Boston. So you got the Suns, Pistons, Sixers, and then the Hornets. Which we know the Hornets are definitely in the bottom of the barrel trying to get down to where the Pistons are. Pistons are two games worse than the um, Hornets, by the way, Sway, if you were wondering. Their Pistons are sitting firmly in the last position in the East. All right, so that's what we got. And we don't need to talk shit about the Hornets because the Hornets suck. The Hornets are going to stupidly, they're going to stupidly trade away pieces. Yeah, this is your longest segment of all time. I just want to say that. Well, we talked about Rob. We talked about Rob. We talked about a lot of things. We're taking the life out of us. The Hornets will stupidly trade away pieces at the deadline and probably give up some pieces to maybe try to compete with uh, Pistons as being the worst team in the league, which is dumb. You just sit your players and keep young talent, but they're going to trade them. But anyways, that's the Celtics for four games this week, or four next games, and it's obvious to me. I don't know if you guys it's so obvious, but four and all, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see Terry on the on the Suns, but that's just me. That'd be a good trade. I don't know what the package would be, but I'm just I could see that happening. I mean, Terry's going to be moved. Terry's probably going to be moved for a first round pick. <laughs> I mean, Terry to well, a lot of teams will be very valuable, very valuable. Yeah. Shot play. It's your boy Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. All right, so Phoenix, Trey, who else? Philly, Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going 3-1. All right. Yo, Terry to the Celtics. That's what I want to say. Peyton Pritchard in the first-round pick for Terry Rozier. There we go. <laughs> so they're just going to put Peyton Pritchard in that role? Or Terry? Yeah, imagine you got Terry being your ninth man off the bench in the playoffs. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Let's because, go. Because he, he loved that so much when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. No, Ter- Terry... Terry, he loved, he loved the limited point guard role. Yes, loved. yes. Now he's going to be the third string point guard. Fantastic. He's like signing uh, up. Terry, <laughs> Terry, Terry will come here. He'll play in the regular season, balling out, and then you know he'll he'll make some big shots in the playoffs. Get that big, big, big. He'll get the second big contract. He'll be, get that third contract of his career. I was going to say he just got a new one. Yeah, right. Well, he just got a new one. It's it's up after this year, I think. No, uh, uh, they extended him, but. Yeah. Oh, they extended up. Right. That's one one rich guy. Yeah. 
I got him talking about the uh, the good old days in Boston. I was like, you ever wonder what is, man? He was just like, nah. And the way I took that, the way I took that was, ain't no way Boston was gonna give me that type of money. I'm good. I'm chilling. Yeah, I'll I'll play another three years on shitty teams and then get signed to a good contender and then he'll, he's he's got an NBA career and like you know what? Good for fucking Terry Rozier, man. I fucking right? love that dude, man. You know I what? Just, I always had a feeling, like an inkling, that he might end up like in the next year or two, LA. I don't know why. Yo, me Lakers. too. Like I do Lakers. feel like. Yeah. I do feel like the Lakers could would 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 shell out because they just lost none, right? And they got Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Like, could you? Oh, that's a good pickup for them too. That's a good. That's a good pickup. But it doesn't even shock me. Every time the Lakers want to make a move, they make a move. They, the Lakers always get whatever they're looking for. They get. You know, for you know, the most part. Yeah, I'm with Sway. Like, unfortunately, we're going to see Terry Rozier in the Lakers jersey in the next like two years. If you were Charlotte, though, and I'm sounding like you, Sean. If you were Charlotte, though, I mean, would it be the worst thing in the world? Let's say, hypothetically, you strike out on Omenbayama. You're sort of in that still, that spot of purgatory where you got young young pieces. I mean, would it be the worst thing in the world if you took a step back and then went forward and, and took on a, West, a Westbrook contract and was just like, all right, all right, LA, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll give, us, give, us, give us four first-round picks and we'll give you terrible. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> But but you know what? Especially, you know what too? Especially after after what Utah did, the pieces that Danny sold, they, they just stacked up like seven first rounders. It's like, man, okay, maybe obviously Rosier can't get you that much, but that that's what's if that's what it costs to get to get a a player like Westbrook, you know, off your hands. Let's do it. I don't even know why we got there, but you. What do you mean you don't know how we got there? Yes. You got it. It's fuck. You drove the bus, my dude. You're the bus driver Jeez, in this scenario, <laughs> and I could play the whole way down there. Overall. Anyways, that's, do do, that, that's it. Is it 4-0 or 3-1? What do you got? I said 3-1. Yeah, same. Who do they lose to? Pistons. You. You're the one that <laughs> loves the Pistons, so what the fuck? You should be happy. Yeah, baby. I was going to say you. You beautiful son of a bitch. There you go. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Philly. Oh, you got 3-1 and they lose to Philly. You think they're going to lose to Philly? I do. <laughs> you I think, think they're going to this means a lot to those guys. All right, they have. I mean, it's the first matchup since opening night, so I mean, they've it's, it's, it's yeah. been a lot of games yeah. between. And, and between is them. he's really mad about how things have unfolded this year. So, well, you know who else should be pissed? Doc. Yeah, he probably is. This is it. You know, for one year if they can do it. I think this is it. So, I'm gonna try to send a message. Do you think that the uh, and this is, I'm obviously getting into more shit right now, but whatever. Do you think the 76 is going to be active on the trade market? No. Try to improve the team. No, I think they're they're fine. I think they've is. done enough trading over the last few years. That's as it is. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I you don't, like they got Maxi. They got Maxi coming off the bench now, so they're like, we're, they're, they're yeah, good. I mean, what, do they, what do you what do you think they need? Yeah. What do they need? Can you get better? I just think that maybe maybe they, like you can always get better. Bro. Yeah, you can always get better. I mean, Tobias Harris is is a player on that team that maybe they try to look to. Improve and get multiple pieces for to put around. Nobody picking up that contract. Ah, uh, that contract ain't as bad as you think it is. I don't know. I think he's not as good as you think he's. No, I think that I think that his contract isn't as bad as people think it is. 
And Tobias Harris is just a little bit better than people think he is. Oh no! Oh, what do you just? Is this like let's talk about every other team of the Celtics day for you or something? Like what's going on? Here, right? Yeah, you let's go. Run down. Let's go to vacation. We said never have you ever done this <laughs> thorough of a freaking dive, deep dive on every team the Celtics are playing. Not only like where they stand as a franchise, but where their season's been going. Like we just did like a recap of every team's. Season up until this point, up until this crucial matchup against the Celtics, and what <laughs> and what they need at the trade deadline, and what they yeah. should be looking for prospects, who like, they should be drafting. Yeah. yeah, what's your problem, dude? Yeah. What the fuck, we got to show you, man. For real. If Joel did this, you'd be furious. <laughs> no, because Joel be like, this, this is the equivalent of like Joel being like, like I, I don't know, like some random actress dad or something. But then, like, he did it like. No, no. He said he said that, and then he talked about like uh, like three three teams that that have players on their injured list or something like like you know what I mean like like the most like niche type of update for in case you missed it. Not saying he would do that, Joel, but like that would be like the equivalent of what you just did. Like, yo, why don't we Joel get just started reading off like injury reports and like just giving us like like updates that no one asked for? Joel, why don't we get into in case you missed it about the Charlotte Hornets only? Okay. Yeah. How'd you know? I got, that's all my case miss is all about. Yeah. If Sean were ever to switch and do in case you missed it, I think we get some weird ass stories if I'm, if I'm being honest. But luckily, that's not the case. We got Joel. <laughs> we got Joel. We should actually do that one. We should actually do that, one. Actually do that for one episode. Let's see what happens. See where, yeah, see, okay. see where, see where he takes us on this bus ride. All right, guys. Well, tune in. If we ever do, just, just, no matter who they play against, just say 0 and 4 just to drive the students insane. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, go crazy. Yeah. All right, let's take our trip around the NBA. Let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, long episode of Causeway Street, the way we wrap up every single episode here with Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 Joel, what we missed? Uh, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm just, we're just going to talk about the All-Star Reserves, um, some snubs, obviously, every year. It's the, it's the same thing, you know. Two or three, four players that should have made oh, it. Yeah, we got our All Star show coming up. Soon. Yeah, so, hey, so is that the top twenty five show coming up soon or what? Yeah, you said it. It's gonna be interesting this year. All right, the uh, NBA All Star reserves uh, were announced uh, in the East. Congrats to Jalen Brown. Obviously, he's making his uh, second All Star appearance. Hey, uh, Joel Embiid has made it as well. Um, he won't be happy, like Sway said earlier. About about that, but you know, it, it it is what it is. Um, he, he's gonna take it out. Let's tell this for sure. Uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Julius Randle, Demar Derozan, Drew Holiday, who the last time he made an All Star game ten years ago. See, that's a that's a that's a disgrace right now. That's a Chris Middleton vote that everyone always questioned every single year. Is he he got well, the Chris I mean, Middleton vote? He was holding. Uh, he was. Keeping the the Bucks afloat with Middleton and Antetokounmpo, they were both out for a little while there, and they're still second in the East. Yeah, he really was, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think. I, I think a lot of it has to do with with how the, the Bucks have been in the mix, you know, top two, top three in the East, and he's had a whole lot to do with that. And yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he deserves it. Yeah, and, and remember this: this is the coaches that vote for the reserves in each conference. So, and last but not least, Tyrese Halliburton has made it over, yeah, over James Harden, over Jalen Brunson. Well, that's what I was just going to say is like, I, I, I'm not, I, I know people are going to say, wow, Tyrese Halliburton over, uh, no, Tyrese Halliburton should make it. He was an all-star. He's put up all-star numbers all year. 
And I'm, I don't know, man. Like, for me... You think people will say that, though? No, it's it's the Therese Halliburton over James Harden, really? Wow. Like, the Pacers suck. I mean, he for missed, me, it's the, he, he why missed sometimes. The Bucks, why do the Bucks need two All-Stars? They're not the best team in the NBA this year. Like, in the past, where Chris Middleton has gotten in, it's because the Bucks were the number one team in the league. So they needed two All-Star players. Now we're saying that the Bucks get two All-Stars every year, even if they're number two or number three or number four? So then, in so, the East, so then, so who who are you who are you putting in? Obviously, you're, you're not a fan of the Drew Holiday. I am not a fan of the Drew ten, Holiday. Ten Mayfield. years in between All Star appearances, so who would you? No, put in? Either, no. I am not a fan. <laughs> I I so I so so do, you want to say? I know you want to say Jalen Brunson, right? I would do two things to the All Star team. I would do two things. Is that first off, is that if you're going to take a New York Nick, it needs to be Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. I know. You have been trying hard, but your ISO game is god-awful. And if I was a Knicks fan, I would hate you because you just ISO up. I've watched a couple Knicks games this year. It is just tough to watch. When it gets to crunch time, ISO, Randall, bring up the – like, that is just the worst basketball. So I would – I mean, Jalen Brunson has been a renaissance for that team. I'd bring Brunson in and – Take out Randall. I would take out Randall, and right. I would also take out Holiday, and I would put in, um, I put in Harden. I'd, I'd make sure that Harden and, and right, Brunson so, both got in the league. So let me, let, so let me get this straight. You, you, you would have Brunson, Demar Derozan, James Harden, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brown. Those are all guards, my dude. Fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so it'd just be Bam and Embiid. Those are only two. Front court guys on that on the reserves. Um, no, you got Tatum. You got no, no, no. Um, I'm talking about reserves. I'm talking about reserves. <laughs> That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine, fine. Yes, Bam, Bam, Embiid, and then Garland. Bam, Bam, who's like six seven and Embiid. I wonder if that's going to happen eventually. You know, maybe not. Maybe that won't be quite the ratio, but you know, it'll be like the reserves will just be the, the best the players, best players know? instead of right. positions. Yeah, I think because because be. you know what's going to happen. Well, what's already happening is people saying, man, well. The five spots is not it's not fair enough. You know, some certain people should be labeled as fours, other people should be labeled as guards. So then I can see it being the case where, all right, well, if you want to make the team, just be just stand out the most. You know, stand out the most outside <laughs> of the uh, outside of the, that that top five, outside of the starting five. And if you can't get into one of those categories, and you can't just stand out on your own as an all star, you know, positionless all star, then you, you don't deserve to make it. I, I mean, either that. Or they open up a couple more spots. Yeah, because because there is the whole like there is the like the wing debate too. Because Pascal Siakam has had a pretty good year. I mean, yeah. you could you could simply say like, hey, if 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 it comes down to the last player to make and it's Drew Holiday, or if I want to build a real team, I want Pascal because of the size. Because I got plenty of guards, you could do that too. Like, there's ways to so go then, on. So each then, so then you would you would have to drop either. Brunson or or Harden. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you want if you want to just pick the best players that deserve All Star, then you pick the best players. If you want to build a team, that's different. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what are we trying to do here? You know what I mean? Well, I get you, but like because of the format that it is, I believe they have to pick a certain amount of front court players, a certain amount of right. backward players. But why did why did Randall make it over Brunson? Because they needed another forward to play. They needed some a big man to fill out the roster. The fuck did so I like, just say, my dude? I just said that. But but that's what I'm saying. Like we're not trying to build a championship team here. 
you're trying to honor the best players that have played. And if you have a small ball lineup versus, I don't, I mean, what the West isn't going to have multiple forwards in it too that are going to be able to dominate big ball. It's not like you got Ralph Sampson and fucking Hakeem Elijah one out there, bro. You <laughs> like everyone? Let's pick, pick the best players and run it, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, any other snubs you guys uh, think that should have made it that that didn't or or East. might make it because of injuries? On the no, east, on the east, east. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't gone the west yet. I'm just just east. I right think now. they got it right. All right. Yeah. right. No, I think I me. You heard my piece. All right. Out west, it's uh, John Morant. Uh, we got Shea Shea making his his first uh, All Star. Hey. Love it, love it. S G A. Damian Lillard, Demontis Sabonis, good. Laurie Marketing and Paul George. Hey, Laurie Marketing. Oh, I'm sorry. An All Star. No, no, yeah. And last but not least, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, that's a big question mark for me. I don't know. <laughs> that's my only. That's my only. Why? That's my only beef. Oh man, you think it's because of what that uh, that, that sketchy stat stuff is going down in Memphis? You guys hear about this? Oh no, no, I didn't please, hear about this. Please, uh, you didn't hear about this? Oh no. man, so there's a big investigation going on because for some reason, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. averages like almost double in in steals and blocks. Yeah, I know about the blocks. Particular, particular assists only when he plays at home. So then, uh, so just sort of doing uh, some some research and some digging and they. Uh, they're pretty much investigating the guy who, who who runs the scores table to see if he's been he's been oh patting stats giving, patting and patting his stats yeah oh, like wow. giving him an extra block or so or an extra steal in just to just to help him uh so the conspiracy is to help him win defensive player of the year <laughs> from 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 this account or from or from this report it seems like it's gone overboard to the point that it's, it's propelled him into into an all star so they're looking into it and they're like wait how do you is it because you know, of rebounds and blocks? It's all defensive stuff. Yeah, it's all defensive stats that that pretty much go up like a hundred, like thirty percent when he's in, in in Memphis, in contrast to when he's on the road. And, wow. and when they when they're on the road, at least uh, recently, he's been he's been out. So you, yo, you yeah. might be you might be on something this way. Damn. I mean, it, it's not me, but I know, yeah. I know, I know. But like, <laughs> the, the, present the, presenting the information here on in case you drop you're... the fucking beat, Joel. Because <laughs> I am all in on this shit. Yo, isn't that crazy? Yo, which is my mean, command. Like, yo, that's why. Like, 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 hey, listen, listen, when I back in, back in my day, like I was a I was a guy who looked, looked through. Uh, I played better on the road, but my numbers, my splits weren't like that. And like that's insane. Like this guy is like. Flat out, a much better player when he's out. Like, someone, someone's like, it's almost like if you don't play, like when we go on the road, people won't notice it. <laughs> yeah, and your stats stay the same. And your stats stay the same, exactly. You don't get it doesn't. Yeah, they don't, they don't drop. Wrong, like, like I know Memphis is a good team, but Jaron Jackson Jr. being an All Star that seems like out of control. Dude. The guy's like, yo, I want him to make the All. I want him to be the best player of the year. I didn't know he make an All Star team. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Like damn it, Jim, you went too far. You went too far, man. Someone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, then he's not gonna play. He's not playing. Sorry, he's not playing." The league. He's, he'll be considered an all star, but he's just not playing. Fuck it. All right? and poor Jackson, like he didn't sign up for this. Well, at least, at least from my understanding, at least that's what we're assuming here. At least, unless he's in on this, fucking paying this guy. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get the because it's in Utah. You get to have a Utah guy in there, and, and I'm pretty sure when when the the city of Salt Lake was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put in a bid because." 
you know, our, our franchise player is going to be here for a long time and then gets traded, you know, Donovan Mitchell. So I was like, all right. Hey, but I, I, will, I will say this. I will say this. I think that Laurie Markkinen has, I mean, not so much in the past, like, three weeks. Yeah. But yeah. up until that point, he's been an all-star. The Jazz shouldn't have been better than they were. They were the number one team in the West for a while. So Yeah, they start out that way, yeah. And Laurie Markkinen has played – Played really good. Basketball. He played well. No, no, I'm not. I'm taking that and that nothing away from him. I'm, I'm bad, but yeah, the, just the Jaron Jackson thing just kind of just threw, threw me off a little bit. Well, for the Jaron Jackson thing, I mean, I, I look at I look at like so the biggest dude that I see that got ripped off from the uh, All Star team on the West is um, I know that the Kings put Sabonis in. But De'Aaron Fox has been having a career year as well. That's what that's what Chuck said. Chuck said he would he he surprised that um that Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Like, yeah. All right. When it comes down to the last All Star spot, it is positionless. It's either a forward, and if Jaron Jackson was the last guy to make it, and now we're talking about Jaron Jackson's stat implosions because of the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is bullshit. God fucking scorekeeper here. What the fuck is going on? Yo, Jared Jackson Great. better bow out of this motherfucker quickly before that thing gets fucking likes, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. He better fucking bow out with a with a thigh injury mad quick. But you know, but I can't make it. No, no, no. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Someone's gonna, someone has to, has to like, you know, cover up something there it's not on him obviously i don't think he, he's even realizing it but like you know it's just weird <laughs> also just weird. also too western conference you talk about western conference like stalwarts in the in the all-star game devin booker and anthony davis didn't make this fucking team because they missed right? like 25 or so games which is fine but then also like if you were to say at the beginning of the year hey there's going to be a western conference all-star team devin booker and anthony davis take them out of the lineup who the fuck was saying, well, now Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to have a spot to get in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Said, was... said no one. Said, said no one like, ever. ever. But you know, Besides the, uh, the guy who runs the scores table in Memphis. You know, you know who I'd be pissed if I was if I was him in the Western Conference? <laughs> he just screamed out, defensive player of the year. If I'm in the Western Conference and I'm playing, I mean, Anthony Edwards got to get some. Yeah, that's another, that's another dude. That's another dude that, uh, you know, um, that Chuck said that, 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 that should have made it. No, now he's now he's never gonna do the dunk contest. Damn it! Yeah, I know, dude. And, and, he's and, like, and "Why like, am I going over there for?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you like, saw, and, I'm and, good. I'm going to the Bahamas. And even even with like, I'm going to Aruba, my dude. Even yeah, with right. even with Christopher Lloyd as the coach, he's been pulling out all year. Dude. <laughs> Chad Hunter, Sean's dad, Yo, Chad Hunter has been has been has been dialing up the place for Anthony Edwards all year. I'm going to throw out a, a stat line, and you tell me if it's all-star worthy. 25 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Yeah, that's that's all-star worthy. But is that, was that Booker? That's Anthony Edwards right now. Oh, okay, yeah. How old is Jared Jackson Jr. making a man? <laughs> you got to talk to the, the, the dude, the timekeeper guy. <laughs> Sketchy statistician. Right I know, yes. That's, that's Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any damn sense. Right. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna. It's like no one's gonna notice this. <laughs> okay, 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 and now, now apparently, you know apparently extends from last season too, not just this year. Yeah. You know what though, bro? You know what though, bro? You know, I just googled uh, the Jaron Jackson Jr. stats for the year. Okay, I understand it now. He's averaging. Seven, 
He's averaging 16.5 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 0.9 assists. So I get why he made the All-Star team. You know, that is... That he's, is, the new, he's the new Draymond Green, bro. What are you talking about? If, if I <laughs> ever had to pick an All-Star, it'd be somebody that's averaging 16 and 6. And, <laughs> and like, yo, Didn't Draymond make it last year? He was averaging like 7 points, 8, eight rebounds. Draymond, last year? like oh, yeah, 7 yeah. points, 8 rebounds, yeah, and like 6 about, assists. Which, which made me think about a few years ago when Al made it. And I was just like, well... At least they weren't Draymond. I, was like, I know, right? At least it was, you know, it was a near double double. At least. But, but <laughs> you complain about Al, but Al was putting up at the time. It was like fourteen, seven, and four, or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, but not only was he like the engine of that team at the time, but like he was a big reason why they were like a top, top two, top three team in the East. But also, wait, was that was that the year? Was that the Hawks year? Or are you talking about the Celtics? Year? Shout, Celtics. Celtics. his last with the Celtics. Yeah, I think that was his last year. Yeah, that's the, 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 the number one seed. Yeah, yeah. Right, that, that's what I mean. He had a big part to do with that on both ends. Plus, yeah. he was shooting. That's what. That's when he was shooting like forty four percent from three. So like it was like his career high from behind the arc. And, yeah. So and, um, so yeah. Jared Jackson Jr. He's just you know he's just averaging thirty six percent from three. So like you know what are the splits for the blocks though? Isn't it like four blocks a game or something like that? So <laughs> Jared at home. It's like six point six blocks a game or some shit. Yeah. His blocks do seem pretty high. Let me see here real quick. Yeah, Jared Jackson. They said it's like almost like a like a hundred and seventy percent increase. Um, Jared Jackson. Jared Jackson Jr. is averaging three point three blocks per game. I think Shaq was averaging three point three blocks per game back in the day. How tall? How tall? How tall is Jackson? We we got to we got to do our we got to do our own research Uh, here. No, he's seven feet. Yeah, Jared. Jared Jackson. Not even seven feet. He's like six nine, but he's listed at like what six ten. So Jaron Jackson Jr. He's he is 6'11", right? Which is fine. All right. But he also he also shoots more threes I mean, than a motherfucker. Like, he's like he's like Tristan Thompson size. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like, he's tall enough that so nobody would have questioned it. You know. You know what? Actually, 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 Sway, you're right. He's Tristan Thompson. If if the Tristan Thompson made the exact ball All-Star side. team. Same exact, same exact player almost, yeah. If Tristan Thompson could shoot a three-pointer, then yeah, that would yeah. be Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> like, like Tristan in his heyday when he won that championship with Cleveland. Really? Absolutely the worst All-Star in 50 years, Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hopefully uh, <laughs> he won't be drafted by uh, onto the Kumpo so Joe doesn't have to fucking deal with him. Jared no, Jackson. Jalen Jackson Jr. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but no, but shout out, shout out to the Celtics coaching staff. Yeah, they're going out to Salt Lake, even though uh, Joe kind of downplayed the whole thing. Like, nah, it doesn't mean anything. David Stoudemire's like, yo, what you mean? I know, right? He's like, yo, my man. Like, <laughs> we didn't even do this last year. We we're fucking email, okay. yo. <laughs> yo, I thought I, I thought I didn't have a job after that email shit. Man, we did. <laughs> you know what's mad funny is um. He's like, if it's not a big deal, then let me let me coach the fucking team, man. <laughs> yeah, right. And once you stay your ass home, <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny though. I do I do feel like a lot of the um, nothing optional... nothing's cool to you, huh, Joe? Yeah, right. hey, too cool like to school, optional... Joe. But like, but like, do you feel like that? Like when Joe Mazzulla's done with his coaching career, someone's gonna be like, like, yeah, three time All Star coach. No one does that. You know what I mean? Like, what is he getting from this whole thing? No one goes like, yeah, Joe Mazzulla. Coach three all seasons in his career. Joey's like exactly. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a fuck about who coach. No, nah, man, because it's like it's the first. No, it's the yeah, first year. If he said that though, he would come off as such a douche. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> who could, who's gonna remember this? Yeah. It's all about zero. Everyone's like, all right, yeah. Coach, yeah. yeah. Like if they win, if they win the championship, if they win the championship, like,
not only did they win the championship in his first year, yo, he was the all-star coach. He was the all-star coach, yo. That's and, insane. And Stan Van Gundy's going to be like, hey, I was the all-star coach multiple times in my career. Yeah, yeah maybe if Dwight wasn't such a pussy, I'd have <laughs> You know, I would have. I'd have an NBA championship ring, but instead I coach seven all-star teams. Okay, look at me, and now I got a broadcast job. Like, yo, that's why I think Joe Mazzulla's like, who gives a fuck who coaches the team's done? No one gives uh, a fuck. Oh shit. But I mean you, you can't even you can't even like how do you how do you even uh plan for this because it's like oh you, oh my team just got just got selected in half an hour ago all right let's let's see how we're going to do this um you know what also i've <laughs> noticed is that a lot of major sports shows have been dropping this line lately of being like hey are we gonna go out to salt lake city for the all-star game and Stephen a smith was like <laughs> <laughs> Salt Lake City. Yeah, oh, what the fuck am I going to do in Salt Lake City? You think this motherfucker gets up on the slopes? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so you think a brother's going to go to fucking Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, you, you guys think um, Eric Lewis, the referee at the Celtics uh, Lakers game, is he, he's going to be at the All-Star game? He's going to be one of the refs? Nah. Nah? <laughs> <laughs> no, no go? No chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you guys, you guys heard that, right? He was a Celtics fan or something like that. Yeah, but that record, that record thing is fake, though, right? Someone put a record. Oh, yeah, the record. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I never. Yeah, they're, I never. They're thought. eleven and two every time. He, yeah, no, no. Every every time I kept seeing that, it, it kept going up and up. It was like, oh, it's they're, they're like thirty five and six, you know. And every time in every like, game yeah. that he's reffed. <laughs> that, so I, like, I don't think this is true. This as is, we were as Celtics fans, don't you think we would have known that like before yeah. posted thirty six and two? But this fans notice that and when they're getting screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's going to do it for uh, this edition of In Case You Missed It. Follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. Subscribe to our After Hours. That's Patreon.com slash Yes, sir. Causeway. Yo, the After Hours before today's show was fire. Fire. Yeah, yeah I guess that's our tease. Yeah. A lot, a lot to unpack there. So once again, Causeway After Hours, Patreon.com slash Causeway. And uh, that is it. Guys, any uh, any last minute thoughts? Yeah, the, the, the NBA definitely now is going to fucking, you know, cater to LeBron the rest of the fucking season. I can see it already. Probably. With all these uh, controversies, not even controversies, fucking conspiracies. I mean, Joel, when you couple that with the fact that he's about to beat Kareem's record and become the all-time score I, I just think yeah i'm with you but it also has to do with the fact where like it hasn't been a great season for them so i don't know i, I just feel like it'll be like a subconscious thing for the referees just like all right i guess you give them that call Wait don't throw a temper tantrum again like but that's the thing like if i'm the ref i'm giving i'm giving you shit like come on man 20 plus years like when, when they line up on the free throw line i'll be like so um did you black out or did you know you were doing those movements when you did that? Like you know what I mean? I would mess with them so much, man. Like, not only that, but now don't do that anymore, man. Yeah. Want to be friends with yeah. Not only that, but like now he's he can he can you know talk his shit about the reps and he's not even gonna get fined even. Not even that no fines, no tags. Oh they already te- they already tested those waters. They're good, they're clear. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, this this dude, Eric Lewis, right after the game, explained 
or like apologize or whatever the hell he did talking about like you know the missed call or whatever and i'm like yo when does that ever happen like minutes after a game that a ref was like yeah i want to explain you know i know lebron was pretty upset you know i, I just want to be like yeah we fucked up we missed the call no, that's never happened ever never and then, the, no. and then the NBA to issue, like, the, whether the apology was a sincere one or a sarcastic one, like, the NBA's never done that. Like, the following day, like, yo, we're, going, you know, we're losing sleep over not, you know, not getting these calls right. You know, LeBron is right. Like, calls and calling us all night. Seriously, like, come on, man. That's, yo, how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? So we want to the, way, the way they're going to make up for this shit, bro, is fucking when Jaron Jackson Jr., <laughs> when he, oh, boy. When he goes, when right, he doesn't, up. when he doesn't make that, when he when he balls out, when he backs out of the or, or somebody backs out of the Western Conference team, Anthony Davis is going to move into that spot. Uh, like Anthony Edwards and uh, Darren Fox are going to be left in the dust. A- Anthony Davis is going to take that spot because they're going to make it up for LeBron. I bet you, I bet you. You right. wait, you wait. All right. And on that note, we are out. Later. <laughs> <laughs>